Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. All the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour Breaking News Center. WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.08, 8 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Playing a man down tonight, Longoria uh, tapped out the Stoic Mexican work ethic. Fell a little short today. Um, back issues, we're told. And I believe it. He's he's. Not, I don't think he's ever called in, you know, no, ill. Never. Yeah, so uh, so speedy recovery to to Longoria. I offered to send um, Rachel and uh, Catfish from the Mark Aram Show team to like run errands for him because he he said it via text to me um, he couldn't he couldn't stand up. Wow! Yeah. Did he say what he did? No. Well, I didn't want to ask. I, I assumed it was something <laughs> in case it was a, yeah. Um, not I, for I don't think story. it was. I don't think it was. Uh, Lawn care. I don't know. No, something. <laughs> I don't think it was probably more either. nefarious. So, uh, <laughs> Godspeed to Longoria. This is uh, Edgar right here. All right, excellent. Um, so Buford's in. What's up, Buford with a fresh haircut, looking good. I know. Right. Doesn't he look dapper? He, with he's his like hair? doesn't look like a shaggy person. You just pulled off the exactly. Strip. So he's got the nice trim haircut. He's got the collared shirt. He looks like if if you and Chuck stood next to each other, it's like a before and after picture. Kind of, yeah. You know? Like, either, you know, this is what Chuck is going to look like, or this is what <laughs> Chuck what used, used to, to look, look like. like. Like, you guys could be brothers like that. I like it. Good stuff. Welcome aboard, Buford. Thank you. <laughs> Low-T Chuck here as well. Um, we're going to try to have a good time on the Mark Aram Show. Got some uh, sad news earlier today uh, on WSB Radio. Uh, former President Jimmy Carter is suffering from uh, cancer. Briefly, can I play some audio here? This is our man Edgar Tragitz, uh talking about the revelation today from the former president. In his brief statement, Mr. Carter says his recent liver surgery reveals he has cancer and that it's spread to other parts of his body. Reaction from the White House, President Obama and the First Lady offering their prayers and support. Mr. Obama called Mr. Carter as well. The former president, 90 years old, recently telling of his and his wife's blessed life living in Plains, Georgia. We have a very good life when we want to be secluded, but a very vibrant and, and unpredictable and adventurous and gratifying life. Mr. Carter, one of four living ex-presidents, says he is rearranging his schedule now to get cancer treatment underway. Edgar Trey gets stuck with USB. Now, Jimmy Carter holds a special place in my heart for a couple of reasons. He's the first president I remember. 
like he 1976 to 80 was his uh, tenure. I was born in 73 in December of 73. So he was the first president I remember. And I remember when Reagan beat him in 80, I didn't understand that he wasn't the president anymore. I couldn't comprehend. I'm like, no, Jimmy Carter's the president, not this Reagan guy. It's Jimmy Carter. Um, so for I'll always remember him for that. And I actually met Jimmy Carter. And I'll tell you that story uh, in a little bit. But he used to call the show when I had the weekend show yep. and used to call oh, yeah, I as forgot about that. James from Plains. That's right. He was a regular caller to my weekend Mark Aram show, so he'll always have a special place in my heart. I want to discuss that, um, but someone that's had uh, firsthand intimate knowledge of President Carter and his exports and one of the, uh, the greatest storytellers in radio history, John Lewis from WSB Radio, joins us live in studio. Is he coming in? The greatest storyteller. I'm, you are an amazing I'm storyteller. Pleased. No, there's no doubt. You could, you could tell... A three-hour story about a cheese Danish you had in 1979. No, that's true. As I said earlier, I can go 20 minutes on what day it is. Exactly. So that's and not it, a problem. And, and it's a, it, you know, you'll tell a captivating story and about the cheese by the way, I was just thinking Danish. about, you know, Buford over here, yeah. that he doesn't look like he's living under a bridge. I'm very surprised <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Did you dress up in honor of Jimmy Carter, Buford? I did. All right. You, you look fantastic. Thank I'm, you. I'm going to tweet so. out a picture of Buford. Thanks. Uh, Please do. So, John, um, like uh, myself, you were not a Georgia native, but no. um, you got to spend time with President Carter. Um, tell us about the trip you took with the president. That's correct. When he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, I went over to Oslo um, in December. And if you've never been to Norway in December, you're missing something. <laughs> um, I was staying at the same hotel, the Grand Hotel. I got there a few days before he did. I went across the street to the Parliament of Norway where they have an ice skating rink outside. That was a gift to the people. And mm -hmm. I spoke to people from all over the world, Europe, Asia, and like, about Jimmy Carter. And what I learned is that he is better thought of outside the U.S. than he is inside Absolutely, the U.S. Absolutely, yeah. You talk to people from France, from, from England, from Germany, from Norway, and they all say the same thing. Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer, what a great man. An unbelievably great man, a man of peace. They had a greater appreciation of him than we did back when I left to go to the U.S. And that, that that's not uncommon for, no. for foreigners to... Um, have differing opinions on on our political leaders or ours our opinions on theirs. I mean, uh, the former prime minister of England um, during the Bush era, Tony Blair, uh, or Margaret Thatcher. No, well, both uh, both yeah. are beloved in the United States, and and, and know, over there it, they can yeah, care exactly, less. That's exactly, that's correct. But what I learned also by going over there with with Jimmy Carter, the day he arrived, very very nondescript, very quiet, stayed in that hotel. The next morning. Uh, they were having a special breakfast downstairs, and they had a cook and a waitress and everything, and we're all down there. We're dressed nicely because, you know, it's we're guests. When you say we, it's the media. Myself and, and, and Monica from Channel 2 and John mm -hmm. Prude was over there and a couple of producers and some of the newspapers. I mean, it was, you know, media who was media there for the news. Right. So right. about 15 of us. And then a gentleman comes downstairs wearing jeans and a red flannel shirt, and I swear to you, the waitress and the cook had no idea who this man was. He was so nondescript. He asked, do you have this? The cook said, no, I'm sorry, we don't. Rather than sitting there saying, I'm a former president, I should have, <laughs> he said, well, well I I'll, want boiled I'll, eggs. I'll, I'll take this instead. <laughs> yeah. He was so quiet and so unassuming. And I, I swear, we knew who he was, of course, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And that was part of the character that this is a man who I thought could walk across the street to that ice skating rink and nobody would know who he was. Sure. It was an amazing concept to see him and talk to people and get to know him. And I interviewed him. Uh, the morning he was awarded the Nobel Prize. Talking to WSB radio reporter John Lewis uh, about the uh, breaking news today that Jimmy Carter um, suffering from cancer. Uh, he had uh, cancer in his liver. He had a small mass removed, and it revealed 
during that process that he has cancer in other parts of his body. The 90-year-old Georgia native said in a three-state, uh, three-sentence statement released today by the Carter Center that he will rearrange his schedule so he can undergo treatment by physicians at Emory. John Lewis joins us in studio. You went to the uh, Nobel Peace Prize Correct. award ceremony in Norway where Jimmy Carter received the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, and, and it's an amazing story. Uh, not only that, that he won the Peace Prize, but where he came from and where he eventually wound up in life. And I asked him about that because... If people don't remember his story, he was in the Naval Academy, he was the commander of a submarine, and he came back to Plains when his father died. And he learned, when he got there, that all these people from the town had shown up at the funeral. His father had helped them out and never asked for any payment in return, Mm -hmm. and they owed him something. And Carter said he learned, after his father's death, the importance that one man can make to a community. So Carter was, here's a man who had won the presidency, was being awarded the Nobel Prize. And I asked him, two pinnacles of anyone's life beyond anything that we can imagine. Sure. What would your father say? And it caught, you could tell, Carter by surprise because he wasn't expecting his father to be brought up. Sure. And he thought for a second, got a little smile, and he said, my father would say to me, all right, what are you going to do tomorrow? What's next? Because it wasn't enough. Mm. You've already achieved this. Now what? And that was the lesson he still learned from his dad that what you did is what you did, but what are you going to do now? Don't rest on your laurels That's or correct. past accomplishments. And it was, a, it was a great answer because it meant so much, what are you going to do tomorrow? And, and you immediately Something realized. Something we should all ask ourselves. And you knew immediately with Jimmy Carter, you won the Nobel Prize. You know what? I'm going to be, and sure enough, a few days later, he was in Africa working to eradicate the guinea worm, something we don't think about. It took five million children and then now it's down to less than 500. His his philanthropic efforts um, have far su- supa- surpassed his presidency. I think the history Absolutely. books will note. Um, again, I don't want to talk politics on this. If you if you disliked him as a president, that's fine. Keep it to yourself tonight. We're we're gonna just talk about the man and his accomplishments and and what he means to the state of Georgia. Um, because I I really want to get into that a little bit. John Lewis, WSB radio reporter, uh, joining us live in studio. On that Oslo trip to the Nobel Peace Prize, take us through, uh, if you could, in like a minute or so, John, what the uh, the ceremony was like and, and how he received and what he said in his speech. Well, he, he got the award, as everyone does. He was speaking in the, in the hallway, in mm-hmm. the hall there, Great Hall, and his speech was of peace because he had received it because of his Camp David Accords and other things. Sure. And he made a mention that the two men who had preceded him as winners, Anwar Sadat and uh, you know Menachem Begum, both had death. He had wished they could be there to see this because he talked about nothing but peace, that peace is the answer, that no matter what the differences are, as Israel and Egypt had shown, mm-hmm. you can overcome any barrier. And whether or not you agree with what he's saying in the sense of, no, we can't, the message that he was sending is, yes, you can that there is no excuse. Sometimes you have to fight, but for the most part, fighting can be avoided if you are willing to take the extra step. And again, it was one of those things where it was mesmerizing to to listen to him because you understood he wasn't just saying this. Mm-hmm. This was a man who truly believed Absolutely. and still does, this is the way to go. And It's one thing if you want to say what's politically correct, put your finger in your mouth and hold it up and see which way the wind Mm -hmm. is blowing. With Jimmy Carter, in all the years since he's left office, and it's been 35 years now, of 34 years, he's never wavered from this is the way he believes it should be done. And that was what the message he gave me that morning. That was the message he had that afternoon. And that's the message he's had now 
for the past 13 years. Quite an amazing life for Jimmy Carter. Um, you mentioned the Camp David Accords real quick. Uh, is that going to be his shining achievement? Um, you know, well, it's got to be. I mean, it, and it will be, and it's what he's known for. But mm. in the truth, if you were to ask him or ask others, others around him, it's other things. It's the spread of democracy. He tells me the story one time in Indonesia. They were doing free elections, and guerrillas were in on jeeps. These are you know rebels, machine gunning people who were winning in line to vote. Now, in this country, if it rains, we don't go to you the polls. Go, yeah. There, people were getting machine gunned. They were dragging the bodies out of the way, and the next person was just stepping up because voting meant that much. What Carter would say is, that's the importance of free elections, that you have to do this. That will be what he would say is, I think, his greatest legacy. But we will remember him for the Camp David Accord because... That was something that nobody a few years earlier would have even thought was possible. I mean, and, and the truth, and again, you said you were born in 73. I mm -hmm. remember the war in 73, which was the Yom Kippur War. Mm -hmm. I knew a friend who ran an ice cream shop in New York, was a lieutenant in the Israeli army. He flew back to fight. That was in 73. The Camp David Accord started four years later. It wasn't signed until 79, but mm -hmm. nobody thought it was possible. Egypt and, 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 and he did, and, yeah. and, and, and it's never been broken. He will say the best thing about that accord in all the problems since, it's never been violated. Final question for WSB Raider reporter John Lewis. Uh, that time you spent um, covering Jimmy Carter and the Nobel Peace Prize career highlight for you? One of them. I, I would put it up there near the top. I, there's a couple, but I, I would say... Aside was, from your appearances on the Mark Aram Show, take that out of the equation. Oh, well, then yes, definitely. All right. John Lewis, WSB Radio. Thank you, John. Anytime. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, Jimmy Carter suffering from cancer. Uh, it is spreading across his body. We'll discuss that tonight on the Mark Aram Show. I'll tell you my story about how I met the former president. You're going to enjoy that. 404-872-0750. Outside of Atlanta, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Question the authority. Chairman of the board, the chief of affections. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We have a very good life when we want to be secluded, but a very vibrant and, and unpredictable and adventurous and gratifying life. Former President Jimmy Carter uh, announcing today that cancer has spread throughout his body. He had a mass removed from his liver. Uh, the 90-year-old Georgia native said in a three-sentence statement released today by the Carter Center that he's rearranging his schedule so he can undergo treatment by physicians here at Elmery Healthcare. Uh, no further uh, details on the cancer that has spread. Regardless what do you think of Jimmy Carter uh, and his presidency, um, any former president, and especially one that's from Georgia, to me is a huge, huge story. Um, he was the nation's 39th president. He beat Gerald Ford in 1976 to take that. Lost his uh, re-election bid in 1980 to Republican Ronald Reagan and came back to Georgia in the 35 years since. He's won the Nobel Peace Prize and logged millions of miles and visited dozens of countries on missions to monitor the globe, promoting voting rights, settling conflicts, advocating human rights, and fighting deadly diseases such as malaria. Rosalind, his wife of 69 years, they've been married 69 years, often accompanies uh, him on his journey. I'll be lucky to live 69 years. Yeah. No, there's Let alone be exactly, married 69 not, years. Not a chance on either how, of those. How old is he? 90? 90, yeah. Wow. He is 90. Um, means yeah. he got married at 21. Which is something I, I'm glad I, I no, did Okay, just, just as a side note, can you imagine getting married at 20, like a 21-year-old no. us getting mm -hmm. married? I was not ready. And then be president of the United States at some point? I was like, barely ready at 37 when I got married. Yeah, I know, right? 21, forget I'll be 37. It. I'm yeah, not sure I'm exactly. ready. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to discuss, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about Jimmy Carter in the Mark Aram show way, obviously. Um, 
when we come back. And I, I have to tell you about the story that the the first and only time I met the former president. If you haven't heard it before, stick around. It's uh, a pretty entertaining tale. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll have some fun as well. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Welcome back to the show, 1037, 23 in front of 11. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We're playing a man down, Longoria, in traction, back issues for the stoic Mexican. He is not on the other side of the takeout window tonight. Uh, a reasonable facsimile, Big Buford. Uh, filling it is a reasonable. Him. Yeah. I don't know. If that's a compliment or not, but I'll take it. Yeah, you're it both totally amazing is. board ops. You're both great guys. Oh, do I get to eat the, Mex- the frozen Mexican food? I didn't bring it in today. Dude. Well, he was off. You had enough. You ate my mac and cheese. <laughs> Buford House sat for me last weekend. <laughs> I totally ate that. And uh, where did we go? Oh, we went to Augusta for the wedding. So Buford's yeah. the official Mark Aram show, house sitter, dog sitter, yep. and he's fantastic at it. And normally, um, there's no food in our house for him to eat. Unless you like Greek yogurt and nuts. Yeah, that's there's, about it. That's I it. can see your wife only having that kind of yeah. stuff around yeah. the house. Yeah. And I, of course, I, you know, whatever. I eat yeah. out all the time. But last week, I went and bought like two dozen frozen Mexican dinners for a bit that we're going to do with Longoria. He's going to review a Mexican frozen dinner um, once a week on the show. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and I was like in the frozen food aisle, and I was also like, oh, Stouffer's mac and cheese. All right, I'll get that for me. So I, I bought that, put it in the freezer. We go to Augusta. Monday morning, I come, I wake up to go to work, and I go down to the freezer to get the Stouffer's mac and cheese. It's not there. Gone. <laughs> and I was like, Buford! <laughs> like, I didn't even th- why did you even think to look into the freezer? Because there's usually nothing well, like, in there. It's not because I always go shopping. You got the I, munchies? Yeah. So I, I go and I get Where whatever. Where did you go to I, shopping? Publix. Thank you. I went to Publix. All right. So I went to Publix, and I got my usual frozen meals. Yeah. And uh, I went to put them in the freezer, and I was like, oh, look, that looks good. I'll just, I'll just eat some of that. I'll eat my mac and cheese. There's two oh, rules for house-sitting with Buford. You either leave me money to get food, or you just or leave just me food. Or just eat your food. So in Mark's case, I took the money and the and food. And the food. So I was like kind of bummed, because I was looking forward to eating that mac and cheese on Monday morning at work. And it was still in my head when I got off at 9.30. So I was like, screw it. I'm going back to Publix. I'm buying another mac and cheese. So... I go get the Stouffer's mac and cheese. I heat it up. I walk the dogs. I come back in, and then you got to stir it and they heat it up again, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I pull it up, and then I it's it's hot. So I put it on a, a paper plate, and I'm walking upstairs to go eat it, and the mac and cheese slides off the plate, face first onto the carpet, <laughs> and that's so I still haven't had mac and cheese, 
And it was all it took all my effort to keep my dogs away from the mac and cheese on the carpet. They'll say they love that. Yeah, they would have. Is there out. anything worse than when you have a, anything plate of food, especially like that, and you drop it, and you know that you're like, ah, it's there's a pile. I feel like if I get it the top yeah, of it off, I maybe I can save <laughs> it, and you can't. You know no, what I mean? And you was, just because you wanted it so much, and it's just like oh, no, for four gone. days, I was I was craving that mac and cheese. Yeah, I finally first Buford upended me, and then on my own clumsiness upended me, so I didn't get that. Anywho, Buford's here. Uh, low T Chuck's reading the calls. We're discussing uh, Jimmy Carter. In case you missed the story, Buford, can I play uh, another Edgar Traeger story? Yeah, go for it. Uh, some breaking news heard earlier today on WSB Radio. He has cancer. Mr. Carter says in a statement, recent surgery to remove a small mass in his liver shows cancer and it's spread to other parts of his body. He's now rearranging his schedule so he can get treatment started. The former president, 90 years old, recently published a book about living a long life. My wife is, a, is our cook. She's a good nutrition expert, so we take a lot of exercise. Mr. Carter's parents and three siblings all died of cancer. We've heard from President Obama and the First Lady both offering their best wishes for a full recovery, saying the former president is as resilient as they come. Edgar Trey gets WSB. Uh, Jimmy Carter, 90 years old, uh, married 69 years to his beautiful wife. Your thoughts, excuse me, your thoughts on that. Uh, that was a peach, uh, Chick-fil-A peach milkshake burp right there. Hiccup. Oh, they're so good. That was delicious. Um, your thoughts uh, uh, and comments on, on President Carter's revelation of cancer at 404-872-0750, wsb talk I need to tell you the time I met uh, President Carter. So back in the day when the Braves were on the WSB. Uh, on Is this the, your Jimmy Carter this story? This is my Jimmy Carter story. I love this story. So... Um, I was a part of the Braves broadcast. Um, I would do the pregame and postgame shows. Yep. Sometimes I would be the reporter after the game, like heavily involved in the Braves network. And I loved it. It was it was awesome. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And one game, I was the postgame reporter. So um, at the end of the game, I would go onto the field, which is a huge thrill, and interview the star of the game. Right. So around the seventh inning, I would leave the press box, and go down to the the front row next to the Braves dugout. And then when the game ended, the usher would open the door, and I'd go right under the field, grab the player, do the interview, boom. Yep. It was, what well, I mean, like, I got paid to do that. It was amazing. Like, as a baseball fan, that was the greatest thing ever. So one day, one summer eve, I'm walking down in the seventh inning um, to get ready to do the postgame interview. And normally, you know, the front three rows of, of a Braves game are packed. You know, those are yeah, people oh yeah. pay a lot of money for those Definitely. seats. There, there's usually people there, and I'll usually have to find a seat somewhere. The usher will find me one, whatever. On this particular evening, like, there was pretty much no one sitting in the first three rows next to the dugout, which was odd. You know, this is back when the Braves were good. Right. Um, and normally, you know, I just saw two people sitting there. So I, I didn't think anything. I'm like, oh, I have my selection of seats tonight. You know, there's plenty of seats. And I'm walking down the stairs toward that. And the closer I get to the field, um, I'm like six or seven rows back from the field. And I get bum-rushed by two dudes. Oh, security. Secret service. Yeah. They, like, grab me. And they're like, that strange-looking Jewish man. Yeah, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I have my press pass. I have my press pass around my neck showing, you know, WSB Radio. I had a Braves press pass, the WSB Radio press pass. I'm, like, shocked, like, stunned, like, uh... I'm sorry, I've, I've, I've just come down to do the interview. You know, I'm like stumbling, muttering, like, what the hell's going on? And the usher's like, the usher runs up. He's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, and then I see President Carter and his wife. They turn around to look at the commotion. And sure. They, and they see me, you know, with these two Secret Service agents and the usher. And I'm like, so sorry. I had no idea. I'll leave, you know, whatever. 
And President Carter is like, waves me down. He's like, you know, like, it's okay. Let him oh, come wow. down here. So this is the seventh inning. And I may or may not have soiled myself after, <laughs> yeah. after I was <laughs> yeah, I think by anybody, yeah. two Secret Service agents. And Jimmy Carter, the president, former president of the United States, invites me to sit down next to his wife to watch the Braves game. Wow. And I'm just like shocked, stunned, like still shaking a little bit, like what the hell's going on? And they couldn't have been nicer. Now I couldn't. I'm. I may have mustered three words, like the whole three so did innings. Did you even make small talk with them? No, they tried, and I was like, Meh, yeah, meh. like you know, it was, it was, it was really, really, just horrible. Okay. There's nothing worse than when you when you're surprised because if you prepare yourself to meet somebody like that, yeah. you can kind of you go through a few things in your head. Mm-hmm. You come up. It's like it stands as checklist to talk to his parents. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you have kind of a rundown. Exactly. But when you get jumped like that, I I've been in a few situations with somebody that I'm way out of their league. Like, you know, they're they're way out of my league as far as standing in a room with mm-hmm. them. And the awkward, I cannot come up with a sentence yeah i can do nothing to start a conversation it's so embarrassing now i think i would have been okay if i hadn't had the run with the secret service first no yeah that, that really it. shook me up yeah, yeah. so even if i was sitting next to you and buford yeah after that i would have been shaken up i yeah. would have been like don't talk to me for a second here guys i gotta, I gotta get my stuff together but you know to deal with that and then have to sit next to the the president and the former first lady I was, I was like, just, I couldn't put two words together. I was just like, mm, you know, my one chat, two innings to talk to a, a former leader of the free world, and I got nothing. So, peanuts. Yeah. Like, I got, that's, not, that's not even point. that. I literally, I don't even, and maybe I just blacked it out as embarrassment, but I don't remember saying, I can't even remember what I said to him. Oh, like, yeah. That made me, not even thank you for like nothing. No eye contact, no, no. just staring at the field. And I can only imagine their car ride home. Like that guy's in radio? What the? Heck? <laughs> what a weird he dude! He couldn't even talk. Jeez, what a psycho! Like what? Either a freak. that or either that or they do that as a goof, or they let people get close to him and they let the Secret Service jump him yeah. to spook him out and see how they. It was it. like maybe that's a weird thing they do that nobody knows. I will. I will never for, never forget that. That's ever. funny. And but I mean that's he didn't have to do that he was like he waves me down like it's okay come sit with us that's come, cool though i mean sit with you oh that's geez. pretty awesome yeah yeah that, that that's that's really cool now if i was smart i would have had my recorder out and would have interviewed him for the game because i've done you know we used to do that in the braves in, in hawks pregame show mm-hmm. i gotta yep. tell you another story i could t- i could tell you yeah, yeah, well, yeah so i'm doing the hawks game and back in the day when the hawks were on wsb radio we were courtside so it was uh myself and steve holman and an engineer and for the Hawks games, I would do pregame show, halftime show, postgame show. Okay, mm-hmm. so we had an engineer. The engineer was there in between Steve Holman and myself. And this night, it was a guy named Ryan King. Do you remember Ryan? Oh King? yeah, skinny, good-looking yeah. dude, kind of like the version 1.0 of, of Low T Chuck. Yeah. Nice, um, great guy, nice guy, cool dude. Too, too so nothing go- like me. Too good-looking to be in <laughs> uh, in radio. He he was like, you know, he should have been a J Crew model, or whatever. So this was right after Michael Vick got drafted by the Falcons. Oh wow, okay. And so this is that was like the big news story. Like we you know, we finally got a franchise quarterback, blah blah blah. So we're going into halftime and Ryan King says to me, Michael Vick's here. He's sitting courtside. I was like, Go get him. 
you know, we're going to go interview him. You know, I'll interview him during halftime because I had some time to play around in the halftime sure, show. Sure, sure. So I'm like, go get him, go get him. So he goes, and I start the halftime uh, segment and blah, 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 and I'm leading up, and I see I see Ryan go to the other side of the court, and he, he starts walking this dude back, and I'm pumping it up, and they were playing the Bulls that night uh, with Michael Jordan. So yeah. I'm like, well, you know, Chicago's had their Michael for years, and he's won championships, and... Blah, blah, blah. To, okay. And I'm trying to build up, to, and I'm like, and yeah. now we in Atlanta, as they're coming toward me down press row, we have our own Michael now in Atlanta, and I turn, and it's not Michael Vick. Who was? <laughs> <laughs> it was Terrell Owens. Oh, no! <laughs> and I'm like, turn, oh, no. I turn around expecting to see Michael Vick, and it's Terrell Owens. I'm like... But forget oh. about that. <laughs> T.O. is here. <laughs> Terrell Owens, have a seat. And Did this, he know that it was Terrell Owens and not Michael Vick? No, he totally thought it was Michael Vick. Oh, he saw uh, a young black athlete sitting so in front that, row, that's all he and he totally thought it was Michael Vick. And luckily, I recognized, and the only reason why I really recognized T.O. at the time, because he was still a young player, this was like right after, I don't know if you remember the story, he got in trouble with the league. He scored a touchdown. And pulled a sharpie out of his sock yeah, and, and signed, signed the it. ball. Yeah, that was like that week. Yeah. So he, he, I, that's the really the only reason I would have recognized him because he was still a young player. And I'm like, and we've got our own my Terrell Owens joins the court side on the. Yeah. Was that his San Francisco days? He was still San Francisco. Yeah. When he did that? Yeah. yeah. Early yeah, yeah. career. Yeah. yeah. So that's so funny. So Ryan King, you will always have a, a special place <laughs> in the heart of WSB Radio for mistaking Terrell Owens for Michael Vick. And I, I after the interview, I was like, dude. <laughs> a little help here. He's like, what? I thought it was Michael Vick. I was like, no, it's not Michael Vick. All right, enough story time from Aram. I could go all day. All right, Ross, Nancy, and Sam, hang tight. I will get to your calls right next. We'll discuss Jimmy Carter. Um, and I want to talk to Jimmy Carter about Jimmy Carter more in the second hour in relation to his fame and his uh, Georgia native status. It'll be fun. 404-872-0750. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 1055, 5 in front of 11, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB Talk. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Russ joins us in coming. Russ, welcome to the program. Hey, buddy. How you doing? What's going on, brother? I, I am thoroughly impressed with that story. He's sitting next to Jimmy Carter. That that's history, man. That oh, it was, it was. I'm embarrassed how I I froze up, but it's a story I I've oh, always I would remember. Have too, you know that that's <laughs> uh, I've never met a president. I don't know what I would do. It was pretty that's cool. Right. It was very, and he he couldn't have been more gracious. And his wife was was. You really know, I sweet. liked him. I always liked him. He was very intelligent. I was proud when he won. I was 17 years old when he became president. And I remember something to this day that was kind of cool when you're 17. But he was the only president in history that ever had a rock band play in the White House. Really? You know who it was? No. Come on, you know who it was. Van Halen. No, it was Atlanta Rhythm Section. Oh, I had no idea, dude. Why? Yeah, because he's <laughs> from here. And uh, I think it was a birthday party or something. But I thought that was really neat that he did that. Yeah. I mean, listen, whatever you, you feel about the political spectrum and what he did, um, to go from a peanut farmer to the President of the United States is pretty freaking amazing. Oh, I, I have no problem with him. I mean, everybody makes mistakes, you know, in office, whatever. I still think, I, I think he's an intelligent, great guy. I liked him. I always liked him. Yeah, I like you, Russ. Thanks, buddy. 
Thank you. All right. Sam is in Stockbridge. Sam, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hi, Mark. Uh, when, when, when he was elected, I was working for Southern Railroad, and we ran a passenger train then to Washington, and uh, the train filled up, so they ran an extra train, and they called it the Peanut Special. And uh, I was a mechanic, so they made me ride this engine, make sure I didn't have any trouble, and I called my wife and said, get the kids out of school. They're going to Washington. We went up there and saw the freight, and, and Mr. and Mrs. Carter got out of their car and walked. The route, the freight route. They didn't ride. They walked. No kidding. Yeah, and, that... and, it, and it snowed. And uh, oh, Sam, snowed. can you hang on one second? I want to hear yeah, the end of that yeah. story. But we got a break for news, weather, and traffic. We'll come back. More of your calls talking about the breaking news about Jimmy Carter. Stick around. This is the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.